0: How's it going, everybody? This is the 20th episode of The Pursuit of Sound with Double Crown, and I'm super happy to have Olson in the studio today. Introduce yourself, man.
1: Uh, what's up? I'm Olson. I am, I just moved back from California to Charleston, and I'm beyond incredibly happy to be back in Charleston and sitting here talking with you as well. That's I'm excited up. for the conversation.
0: Me too. It's been a long time. We missed you so much, dude. And now that you're back in Charleston, I hope things really start to happen in bigger ways than before. And I want you to sort of describe yourself to our listeners as in how you got into music, what you're doing with music currently, oh like gosh. your production sort of workflow, like your the way you play keys into your productions, getting to that point. Yeah. let's Yeah, a little well, past start- and present.
1: It's kind of, I'll try not to make it like a super long story. I'll try to just like, just the how I got into music. Cause it's, kind of, it's not, everyone has like their own unique, right? Like they were like, I'm in medical sales. And then I like figured out that I loved playing the violin. Like everyone has like their own story that I think is cool and unique. And I used to play sports a ton in high school. Like that was the only thing I wanted to do. And my mom, ever since I was like six, she made me, she made me go to piano lessons. So I always played piano, but I did it not from a sense of like, oh, I'm going to do this ever. It was just, I was learning like ACDC songs, Queen, Elton John, Billy Joel. (laughs) I remember learning all that, uh, like Coldplay, just like anything with piano in it. I would watch those like YouTube videos when I got home from practice, I would just be tired and I just did it. Didn't think anything about it. And then I ended up going to college and I played football for one year at Charleston Southern. Yeah, And... Ended up stopping. I was like, I just I didn't like it as much anymore at the collegiate level. Um, it wasn't as fun as high school. And I was like, all right, what am I gonna do now? Uh, my roommate gave me Logic Pro for, I think it was like my 19th birthday. Dude, that was pretty much a wrap. Like ever since he gave me Logic Pro, I remember sitting there. Uh, also important thing to notice, I think I got lucky because the way music production works, obviously you have like MIDI keyboards. Yeah. And now they just have, they have guitars that do MIDI now, but like, yeah, you know, a couple years ago, they didn't have that. No. And so I think I got lucky growing up playing the keys without the intention of like thinking I was going to do music. As soon as I got Logic Pro, I was like able to play the harp or I was able to play like yeah. the piano or a uh, sense and like whole orchestras. And that was mind blowing to me. Exactly. So I literally, I did the whole like, thing you always hear people say like the whole five beats a day for like five summers i didn't do five summers but i do i literally i got got logic pro when i was 19 and then literally for three summers i would come home from college and i would i ended up moving in with my aunt because my parents didn't like me like blasting i didn't really blast music they just didn't like the music loud yeah so i moved in with my aunt and dude literally i would work from like 7 a.m. until like 2. I would did a moving and storage. So I would like go into people's houses, like pick up their boxes and stuff, put it in the truck, drive it across town and unload it into their new house. I'd finish that at like 2 and then I would literally come home and just like YouTube, like what is a compressor or like what is Velocity or, or like yeah. how, like how, to what is an LFO? And I would just like study without purposely studying. I was just curious. Yeah. And I learned, I basically learn through YouTube, everything I know, YouTube, university, YouTube. It's like, I I can't stress that enough. Like you don't need anything other than curiosity and an internet connection. And you can learn literally anything you want ever. And so that was kind of like, I agree. That was the start of it. And then ended up hosting that event that I met you at the one in downtown. It was December 7th in the McKees, like. Brett McKee has that, like, really nice. It's over on Market Street. Yeah. What was that
0: thing again? Oh, I yeah. It was it, the upstairs. It was
1: upstairs. Uh, uh, Bird Cookies is over there. It's yeah. Like above off, Bird of, Cookies. off of Market Street. Yeah. Yep. That, I think it's thing. Market Street. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah it is. I had that. I had that. And that's where I met you. And then I met my other buddy, Jay. And Jay invited me to go to New York for the summer. And then that was when I kind of got like into music seriously, where it went from like a bedroom thing of me, like not even thinking about doing it for a living, just doing it. Like this is fun. Yeah. Just like, what is a compressor? Or like, how do I, you know, like <laughs> how to make beats like flume or like whatever. Right. Yeah. You did that same thing. Like, yeah, you, of course you, you watch all these videos and it's just fun at first. And then when I went to New York, uh, I kind of, I just got to see like, Oh, those are like, that's how I heard that song like on a Spotify playlist like that's how that's made like I can do that yeah it wasn't really a cockiness thing it was just like I didn't know like I think growing up especially growing up in like the early 2000s there's like we still we didn't have Spotify we had like the radio so we just had to turn on the radio and I always assumed there was like some far off like mystery about how music was made but I got to see it and I was like oh right like I do that now in my bedroom, like maybe not as polished, but like the ideas are the same. Right. And so that was kind of the, I remember going to New York that summer with Jay was kind of the like initial start of me being like, oh, this is like, I could for sure do this. Like it's fun. I love doing it. And um, yeah, it's something that I could see myself doing for a while.
0: And then that's kind of how the story of how I got started. And then what was the second question you mentioned? yeah, like, like your past and your present. So, you know, what what are you doing right now with music? Um, I just, so
1: I ended up, I I don't remember. I graduated in 2019. It was year before COVID. Yeah, just 20, COVID was in 2020. Graduated from Charleston Southern? Yeah, I graduated from Charleston Southern in 2019. <laughs> okay. And then I went to L.A., in 2020 and then I just moved back like a week ago. So I was there for like two, a little bit over two years. Um, And that was a super fun experience getting to like go and um, really it's really about networking. I didn't really go there with the intention of trying to like sign a deal or like make money. I just wanted to like increase the network. Kind of the same, it's the same idea as like, you know when I was Googling stuff on for like with like YouTube Trying to teach myself stuff it's like i was just curious about learning more about how like networking work like how do i how do i shake people's hands and like get them to remember me how do i you know be able to like hold myself in conversations with like managers or like ARs or like how do i yeah i just didn't know how to do that stuff and you can't really google it you know what i mean like you can't yeah you can't really like youtube that because it, it's the same thing. What's the, my buddy, my buddy told me this. He's like, you can only practice so much before you got to get in the game.
0: Exactly. And I really like
1: that advice. was like, I can practice, right? You can put the analogy to basketball, right? You can practice a crossover for 10 years, but until you get into the game and you do it, you're not going to know if what you practice is right or how to improve your practice the next time. Exactly. So that was kind of my whole mindset with going to LA was, all right, I've practiced enough now I'm going to like try to get in the game. And, uh, I did that. And obviously as everyone knows, like California is in very interesting state. It's very expensive as well. And so I, I, uh, I decided I can still continue to like do those things, but I can just be back in Charleston where like rent is affordable. A bunch of my friends are, there's not like, there's not, Overstimulation, you know what I mean? Um, I agree. And dude, it's so tough. I think that's like California is so interesting because it has a. There's so many pros. Like the pros are through the roof, but then the cons are like as low as they can be. It's a place of extremes. Like <laughs> everything's great there. Weather, not of it. Weather's great. There honestly are like a lot of good people. Um, Literally it's what you make of it. Like if you go there thinking people suck, people are gonna suck if you go there yeah. expecting it to be a bit of, like an important uh step for you. It's gonna be that. Right. But then at the same time, dude, there are like an obnoxious amount of like dangerous homeless people. Oh my God. There's trash everywhere. Yeah. Uh there it's are serious. people that do suck. Uh you know, you get that everywhere. I just think LA is extreme, right? Yeah. You have the same thing here in Charleston. Yeah, there, just, there's a bunch of pros, there's a bunch of cons. Yeah, <laughs> but but in LA, it's like there's a bunch of really good pros and a bunch of really bad cons.
0: <laughs> so I feel what you're saying. So you went out there with the intention of spreading your whole music career, yeah. And and I understand it's good to get out and move away and start new somewhere else in general. That's good for, I think, just. A person, overall, yeah, that you got to spread your wings and learn how to fly in a different city. Yeah. And I, I did that when I was nineteen. I went back when MySpace was the big thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ended up contacting this band through MySpace that I had liked, and they needed a, a bass player. And See? so I went out and literally through MySpace yep. arranged moving out there and starting to play in this band it was awesome and and then you know that that lasted about i don't know maybe like a year and a half and i ended up wanting to move back home and start a band here with some of my friends and uh yeah that was the band this is home so i went out to dallas to join iberta sparrow and you know we did like like hot topic Tour and recorded an acoustic EP up in Poughkeepsie, New York, on that tour and stuff, and you know did did the band thing yeah. and Dude, I and think, then it just fizzled.
1: Yeah, but that's all, like I think there's so many. This is like, it's super interesting. You brought that up because this is something I've been thinking about too. Is I've been a lot of people have been asking me like what like my blueprint is or like what did I do. Or, like, what, what like, to get, uh, to, like, just what's my blueprint, right? And what's interesting is it would spark this is because I recognize this in in what you said, too. Or, like, you just got on MySpace and just, like, DM someone. You didn't think it was, like, you didn't think you were going to end up recording the acoustic set in, what is it called, in in New York. You didn't think you were going to go on tour. You didn't think you were going to move across the country. You were just trying. Yeah. You were just, like. I'm going to try this. And I think that's such an important thing where I've just, I've had, I've just had a lot of people ask, like, what did you do? And I'm like, it doesn't matter what I did because like, if I give you, if I wrote down every single step that I've ever done and then gave it to you, double crown. And I was like, this is what I did. And you do that. You could literally end up being like, the next marshmallow or you could, nothing could ever happen. It has nothing to do with the blueprint. It has to do with like, my experiences are like not at all going to help you at all. And yours are not going to help me at all.
0: Somewhat maybe though. I don't know. You can't say that like to an extreme because it, it helps listening to things like that. Like I'm interested in things like that. Some people like this podcast should serve as information for people that are kind of, around where we are like people trying to break through yeah people interested in how we are doing what we do because it's it's relevant information like it's yeah as it's valid that it that blueprint wouldn't necessarily work for somebody else because everybody's different you know and everybody should have their own blueprint um because yeah like when you start copying that you just start diluting things like Hey, like, I'm just going to go out there and make music like Skrillex. I'm going to copy his sound, his blueprint, whatever. No, like, you need to create your own blueprint. But I always like assimilating, you know, information about how other people do things because it's helped me. That's fair. You know what I mean? Let me me rephrase that.
1: I didn't mean that, like, I think what I mean is, like, there's not something I can, there's nothing that I'll be able to read or you'll be able to read that will, like, guarantee. Yeah. It's just, like, it's kind of like what you said. It's like like, this is, like, take it with a grain of salt because like you could do this exact same thing and it, you could end up like hating it, right? And, but I will like exactly what you said. It's like having at least someone who's like on the path or like, hey, like this is my experience. That stuff is useful. I think it's just not all like, you can't just expect that to work for everyone. I
0: think. No, no, like that it shouldn't have to work for somebody else. Yeah, exactly. You know, but I think a lot of people are kind of confused on how to break through
1: Yeah.
0: when say it's like this is, this is why it's called the pursuit of sound yeah and i'm not trying to necessarily make music just to just to be more popular no i make music because i love to make music it's fun dude. and being supported on a whole nother level would be amazing like n- who wouldn't want that like yeah, main stage. You playing stuff that you made and that people and people love. are happy yeah, listening like to your stuff. That's it's pretty ideal, and and we're on our way. We're we're just trying to take elevate our music. I think, yeah. simply put, and you know, like I just started an online academy. Even though I feel like I've got solid knowledge. I want to fortify that that much more and I mean it's already proving to be super useful. I was very apprehensive to even take that step because I thought I didn't need it but I want to take music more seriously and that is a thing that will help discipline me and provide me with a lot of tools like and just knowledge that I didn't know I needed. So it's like I agree (laughs) not to tangent too much but I, d- I started out doing the same things. Like when I started getting interested into music, like, like electronic music production. Yeah. Going on YouTube, looking up all these things, acquiring all these tidbits of information, trying to understand how to make it all work together. Yeah, just a mystery it's, that
1: you have to like figure out.
0: Yeah. It's like, I, I remember seeing this ad recently where it's, you can go online and look at all these different videos and it's like, how do I really know how to under like, integrate all of that properly because it's almost like somebody s- sits there and just lays out a whole blank undone puzzle and you're like these pieces are blank how do i know where to put yep. them together at like if like you have just the
1: pieces an- you just got to figure out where they go and then how to assemble it you know
0: yeah i got into a point where i I, I've learned a whole lot and I know how to do a lot of stuff, but I need to know more. Always, yeah. Like, for real. And uh, it, I have to humble myself.
1: Yeah. Dude, I think, I don't remember who it was. I took the the master class by like Herbie Hancock and he said like a similar thing. He's like, you can never stop learning and it doesn't matter. He's like, he was even saying like he learns stuff every day. He tries to be better today than he was yesterday. And it's such a simple but I think such an important um, principle to like develop uh, as anyone is just to just, just strive to be better. Like it's, you're not, you're not going to hurt anything. You're not going to, nothing's going to happen. And I just, I heard this other quote, what was it today? Uh, someone said like, you may be on the right track, but if you're sitting down, you're going to get run over or something. Mm-hmm. And I kind of thought that was interesting where like, kind of like what you're saying, like, even if you're doing, if you know what you're doing is right, but you're not really like, continuing the pursuit of it or you're not moving down the path you're gonna get run over like it's it's you're just sitting still and it's like cool to try it's cool to like make yourself better there's nothing wrong with like taking like the class and being like yo i need to do this because like i want to absolutely fine polish and have like my skills right here and then when you do that you're gonna realize like oh actually right like or like i'll be like you know i'll practice some mode in piano for like a month And then I'll learn it. I'll be like, actually, I need to learn this now. And it just is going to evolve. And then once you learn that, you'll be like, all right, how do I use the first thing and the second thing together? And then once you do that, it's like, all right, now how can I improvise with that? It's just always, you know what I mean? It's like, it's a fun, it's almost like a fun game. It's like playing Monopoly. Like you just don't know what's going to happen. And it's fun to try. I know, right? It's fun to like, it's fun to push your boundaries and see like what you're capable of and see where your boundaries are like hey maybe i actually maybe i can't like maybe i can't play that song today but tomorrow i'm going to try to play it and then, then if i can't do it tomorrow i'm going to practice it again and try to get it the next day right like
0: right i love when you get through a personal breakthrough that that thing where you really outdid yourself because you had to sit there and keep on pushing and eventually that resistance gives way, and you break through your own glass ceiling and you're like, Oh damn, like a whole new world. Those, those aha moments always give me a lot of gas and yeah. push me forward. Cause yeah, we all get to these different levels of like, whatever it might be, a creative block of some sort, hitting a glass ceiling, just feeling like you're kind of plateauing. And you know, the more that you just try; the more you will surprise yourself, then you continue to outdo yourself. How do you? How you like? Or how do you when you get like those
1: creative blocks, or you find yourself like maybe running out of gas? Is like how? Have, how is like the double crown method of like cool? Like do I? Do you personally push through it? Do you sit down and be like, all right, I'm just gonna go longboarding, or like do you? What's your approach for the creative block thing? Are you like a guy that likes to push through it, or are you like the kind of person that wants to just sit back and be like? I'm going to wait maybe a day or two and see what comes
0: from that rest period. Yeah, good question. I don't know, like like both to a degree, but I like to sit there and just grind my face off trying to work through these things typically because in the beginning, that was the hardest. And I have this sort of mode of operation where I pretty much, it's either like 100% or nothing. So yeah. when I'm like sitting there trying, I like having to work through all those things in the beginning was way harder, I think, than it is now because now I have more, a bigger understanding of how to be more creative. Yeah. Instead of just trying to understand how to be creative. Like I know methods of creativity that yeah. work for me. Things like literally just sitting there, going through presets on Splice, seeing if something catches my ear and I'll hear a sound and all of a sudden it'll just be like, I have this vision yeah. of what I, that could be. And I just sit there and I try. And if it sucks, then I just put it on the shelf and I might come back to it at another time. Um, And it's pretty much like that, dude. Like these days, boom, you could go through on some like starter loops, like where it's mm-hmm. like, Hey, like, okay, here's like a little piano part alright, that's kind of cool, alright I'll download that loop and then like rearrange it, maybe pitch these parts down like this, pitch this part up like that reverse this, maybe like cut it up, take out parts put in things from other sample packs in there, whatever And, and that's kind of how I've been working through it, it's just idea iterations basically, and then there's whole other blocks where it's like techniques like a block of a technique like Oh, like my mix isn't sounding right. For some reason I need to learn why and understand how to get better results. That's a, that's a big one. That's more of like what I'm facing right now, because I'm having a higher sort of, um, standard of demanding quality. Yeah. Like I want my quality to be extraordinary and it's just okay right now. Like it's, Good. It's a lot better than. i sure it's
1: better than you think, but I'm just yeah. saying you hold yourself to a higher standard than anyone else does. Right,
0: and I, I really want. I know what I'm capable of, and I'm yeah want to go ahead and achieve that. And so, um, yeah, just spending like spent like about five years solid just in Ableton up to this point. And there's so much to learn and so much more to learn. Bro, real quick, which, so what do you think? This is also like
1: a quick rabbit trail. I'm just curious. Yeah. I'm, uh, I, so I started producing on Logic. Right. And then I started, I, I have been in Ableton now for like four, I was in Logic from like 20, when I was 20 and then 21, and then 20, it's honestly been about three and three. Been in Ableton for three years, and pretty. I got started in Logic for three years, but I really didn't know what I was doing when I started in Logic. So I only say I really had like one good year of like production You know when you first start making music, you're just like, it's like ding ba, boom beep, Like it's just, it's not good, it's but weird. you're just, just you're just trying, and you're like figuring it out. It's like so you're learning like how to
0: walk. Microsoft Paint type. Beat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes.
1: And so anyway, I'm curious. Like I have a lot of my friends. One of my dude, this guy's a crazy producer in LA, Andrew. He like he uses fruity loops. I lose logic. Some people use like Cubase. Like, have you, which dog do you like the most? Do you, are you really an Ableton guy through and through, or have you experimented with other stuff as well?
0: I am. I have experimented with other stuff. It's crazy because growing up, I played in bands, you know, starting Mm -hmm. at like 16 years old and all of my bandmates, I remember my drummer in my first band at last glance, he went to school of the arts and they provided him with, Reason, yeah, Yeah, the software, a music production software called Reason. And that was the first thing I believe I remember trying. And that one, that one's kind of confusing the way that the routing of that one works. It's very different of a graphic user interface and all that than other digital audio workshops. And I, you know, I produced a little bit in that. That was back then, you know, and then I started my other friend, John Selby, in he was a guitarist and singer in this band I was in called a flight. He had fruity loops. And so I do so different. Yeah. I messed around in his, in his fruity loops and it was, it is so different. That one is completely, yeah, that has a different graphic user interface and mode of operation. And you know, it, I didn't really, I was just having fun. I was just like, dude, what's this thing? I'm really interested. It's it's
1: like getting Play-Doh for the first time. You don't
0: know what's going on. You're
1: just just figuring it out. You're like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, this is just fun.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then from there, I started, I kind of stopped with like trying to do that. I got more into the workforce and having to just like get into life and like working. And I mean, I had bands all in between all that and projects and whatnot, um, of course, but I stopped piddling around with dawes around like 18 and then picked it back up around my early 20s with literally garage band i think yeah and also then, not a bad doll like i think garage band is like if that's all you got like you can for sure make it work yeah you can make it work like it's it's good for demoing and stuff and and then i ended up meeting a friend that was using ableton and then it was it's a whole nother learning curve all over again. But there was something about Ableton that I really re- like related to it resonated with me. And so, yeah, you know, just kind of started out producing like chill, chill electronic stuff, you know? And
1: how did you get to the wrestling. stuff you're doing then now, then stuff you do now is like, not, it can be chill, but it's not.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I've got, see, and this is where I'm like still all over the board, dude, because I have like a whole like catalog of chill, like legitimately chill stuff. And that could be played at like JC Penney's, and then you know what I mean, literally. And then I also have like a whole arrangement of stuff that would be played at like
1: a yeah, like an EDM main yeah, stage music festival. Like your eyes are like melting out of your face. Yeah, because
0: I like all sorts of stuff, and it's fun to make all different kinds of music. It keeps it fresh for me. But yeah, I think becoming a DJ really influenced my music production style right now because I became aware of the whole electronic music movement. Yeah. So you should describe like the kind of style that you have right now. Also quickly plug your social so people can find you really quick, just for uh, good measure. Okay.
1: Um, my social, I think it's everywhere is Olson music. I think Instagram it's Olson underscore music. I think Twitter it's Olson music. No underhand or underscore YouTube. Also Olson music. That's all oh, of Spotify, just Olson Apple music Olson. But yeah, that's oh 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 yeah critical critical critically important thing to say my name is this is a funny story my grandfather's name was Olsen okay and it's i believe it's Scandinavian specifically i think it's like Norwegian i could be i could be wrong i don't know um but he my mom called when i was born he looked at his birth certificate and he spelled it out O L S O N so my name is spelled O L S O N he misread his own hand his mom's handwriting on the birth certificate so the correct spelling is ols really yeah so pretty much every olson you see will be ols huh and mine is ols owen because of a mis uh guy mis- my grandfather misread that's so funny dude. but dude, that's a cri- dude i know a critical thing because everyone everybody does that they're all like i'll tell them hey my name's olson and they're like did you say Colson? And I'm like, no, it's Olson, not <laughs> Yeah, Coulson.
0: Spelling it out and is then, important on yeah, podcasts. Yeah, they'll
1: like, they'll, they'll go to like, type it in. They're like, I can't find you. I'm like, it's, did you do it with an E? So, O-L-S-O-N. Olson <laughs> music. Yeah, all that. Uh, anyway, but yes.
0: <laughs> and then describe the music that you've released and what you're currently making too for our listeners. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I, I think what, like, even like what you said, when you first start making music, I didn't really even like, I didn't want to have a genre I was just like I was just I would do days where I made like gross filthy dubstep and then there were days where I did like actual classical piano sounds like Beethoven's Fifth Symphony like I would do all that and because it it was just it was the idea of creating and I think as I continue to move through that I navigated towards stuff like loved Flume, loved Lewis the Child, I love Lido, I love Calvin Harris, I love Disclosure yeah. Um, it's just a lot of like John Bellion. Uh, it's a lot of uh, electronic pop music. And my buddy says a lot of Andrew says my music has like positive undertones, which made me happy about because it's, it, cool it's like, it's, yeah, it's, I, I try
0: to do that. Um, it's kind of like future-basey a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's
1: a little bit future But I would definitely say the stuff I make or the stuff I try, the stuff I'm shooting for that I know that I want to, that I'm getting to and I'm at now is like, Sounds like Calvin Harris disclosure, and like Lewis the child had
0: a baby. That's what's up. Uh, <sighs> disclosure and, is sick. They're all sick.
1: Yeah, they're all no. And I, like and, and I would say too. a little bit of FKJ in there as well. I love Ooh, FKJ. Like he, where you
0: coming from, it's like super
1: inspired me. I don't, I don't take a ton of it. It the reason I love FKJ is because it's just refreshing, man. Like seriously, the guy can play every instrument super well. And it's tasteful. And I, I love watching, I'll just put, I'll watch his live shows, like just him playing live at like any concert all the time. Cause it's cool to see music being played in front of you. That's also been recorded. Like something that's awesome about like DJing I think is like presenting a mashup of like four different songs and like a two minute thing, right? You can just squish all these songs together. And that's like, awesome and that's i love listening to that i also like listening to like marcus king shred the guitar
0: right
1: and it's like and and i think what he does really well is he blends like both of those like he'll do live loops while playing the guitar and the piano and he'll morph all of it together so that's where the inspiration from fkj comes from maybe you won't maybe not hear it a lot musically but it's something i admire a lot and i love about that style so
0: i'm right there with you on that
1: a little sprinkling of fkj is in there as well but Big time disclosure: Calvin Harris, Lewis and Child, um, all that. I I released like
0: a couple of stuff, a couple of songs on Spotify. Um, yeah, tell them which songs to, that they should check out first by you.
1: Uh, well, there's the the one I like the most is probably called "Take My Hand." Uh, I released that literally like a year ago. Um, and there's no vocalist. I'm trying to. I've been trying to link with a lot of people just a lot of vocalists. It's hard to find the right vocalist to fit certain songs. Yeah, um, I agree. But in the last year or so, I think I've really honed in my sounds. Um, I've been working on uh, an album, eh, like an EP thing, just, just trying to get a good bunch of songs together to present. Dude, I'm not even going to promote it. I'm not going to do like, anything, I'm just going to drop the music and then I'm going to start doing singles after that. Cause I don't think anyone really, myself included, I haven't really developed just a good little chunk of songs that I feel like represent me perfectly or uh, perfectly. The stuff I have out is great and I love it. Um, but there's not vocals on it. And I think in order for stuff, in order for me to be happy with the music I'm making, I think I want it to be easily digestible and enjoyable. And a lot of that stuff comes from having vocals nowadays, which is awesome, and I want that. So I'm working on. I think it's gonna be like eight, ten-ish songs of just like a EP or an album thing, and gonna be a lot like electronic pop like that. And um, I'm super excited about it. I, it's, I'm gonna to try to do it towards like the end of summer. I have a couple of the songs done now, but I still got like a good little chunk of work to do, but we're going to get there.
0: Let's listen to a little bit of this really quick and see
1: what we got. This song is about uh, my girlfriend and I, our story is crazy. This is the second time we met. We've uh, never met her in my entire life. We ended up first time we met, we flew to New York, had like three days in New York, like never met ever, flew to New York. What? Then a month later, we flew to Saint Augustine, and this was like the little melody that I heard in my head when we were walking through a neighborhood in Saint Augustine. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. So the, and the like, song's called "Take My Hand" because like what? she like literally took my hand, and then she started like skipping, and I was like, <laughs> "This is this is like a movie." It just was. It felt awesome. So this was like the feeling and like the melodies and stuff I was hearing in my head.
0: That's so cool. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, it's, it helps you remember that. Mm. Woo. You haven't heard this one yet.
1: Maybe need some vocals, but you get the idea.
0: I like this a lot. Like it reminds me of your influences like that. And cause I've heard your previous productions and beats and all that, yeah. and I love them all. And they all kind of are like that that electronic, pop, indie, slightly future-bass-like yeah. feels. And I always, I always believed in you because you just have this very specific sort of knowledge with music, like the way that you play piano and your style. It's like, it seems very solid. And I just, I want to see nothing but the best for you because I know you can do it. Like, all this stuff sounds really good.
1: Dude, thank you. I'm trying to. A lot of the point of me releasing these little songs where I just wanted to have like something for people to listen to before I have, like if I introduce myself to people like, hey, I do this. This is the stuff I make. Right. So like, even if there's not uh, vocals on it, you can still get the idea of like, oh, this guy's like <laughs> not a scrub. <laughs> like, yeah. Because you know I mean? it's tough. Like, dude, it's, it's every, it's just tough, especially like in California, like, Everyone's doing something. So when you meet someone, I didn't want to just be like, trust, take my word for it. Like, I wanted to at least be like, dude, listen to it. If you don't like it, it's fine. If you do, then hit me up and like, we can do something, you know? Um,
0: Exactly though.
1: I do want to plug one more thing though that I'm super proud of. Yeah. What is is the, I've been doing uh, something that I love doing. Probably the most fun thing that I'm doing right now, honestly, are these silhouette videos that I started. It's a sounds of silhouette series. Basically, dude, the idea came from, I was sitting in my room one day and I was like, right when I got to LA, this was probably like a month in, I didn't know anybody. That's not true. I had like, I had one friend, I had one friend in music and then one other just friend. And that was it. It was in the middle of COVID. I was like, all right, how am I going to like showcase my talent? How am I going to like show people that I know what I'm doing? Like I'm good at producing and everything and, and performing. Like how, yeah. do I, how do I demonstrate what I think the gifts that God has given me the best? Like how, what, how do I do that? It's so like I could do TikTok. I could do Instagram reels. And I was like, all right, part of me doesn't want to do the thing where I just film myself in my studio because a lot of people do that. And it's, it's, it's not as like captivating and like I can't perform in a studio, right? So I was thinking, all right, like what if I literally go out into like at sunset and there's a silhouette, so you can't see the instruments I'm using. You can't see the clothes I'm wearing. You can't see if I'm wearing jewelry. You can't see uh, anything other than, like, just the music. That's it. Just m- the music you're listening to and then, like, the beautiful scenery of wherever we're at. And I had that idea, and I was I've like... I've seen
0: these before, and, and I was like, so good. I was like,
1: yo, this is a good idea. I really like this idea. I Dude, I, we started doing them, me and my buddy Mo, and... Those are, I'm also putting a lot of work into those this year. I'm going to try to do uh, one a month and knock them out. But those are also definitely something I want to plug as well for two reasons. One, I just think it's the most, it's like out of everything I've ever done, like literally me being alive on this earth, I'm probably the most happy and proud to be like, Hey, look at what I just did with the silhouettes because the idea is cool. And I also think, I like the idea of it just being about it's just music like there's nothing wrong with music videos where there's like cars girls parties that's fine and that's like super great for most of the time things but I uh, I don't have like the I can't do that video and then people care (laughs) (laughs) because no one knows me so like I want to do something with the silhouettes it was just a little different yeah I just finished this uh, I just shot the fifth one in earlier in December. And it's, probably it's. Uh, I'm just waiting on the company that I did it with to like approve it. And then I'm gonna post it, but be on the lookout for that. Cause that's probably my favorite one.
0: And so these are, these are on your Instagram, right?
1: They're on my Instagram and on YouTube. I would recommend watching them on YouTube because they have like the Instagram quality isn't quite, I don't know if it's not 4K, even if you upload it in 4K, it just doesn't quite look the same. Um, no, you're They're right. called sounds of silhouette. Yeah, that top one sounds of silhouettes.
0: Yes. I feel like this is the one I saw and it looks so good I love the nature aspect of it. Like you're just out in nature. Oh, yeah,
1: it's simple. It's just I literally just bring my equipment into
0: Any location like, Look at that Dude, it looks
1: like it's on Mars. It's beautiful.
0: Yeah, where is
1: that that's up in I think it was Pismo Beach It, just, it looks like I'm on another planet
0: and that's what it actually all looks like. Yeah, that's dude.
1: That's uh, the other thing I love about these videos is they're super simple. I go set up my stuff. We literally have about 20 minutes to film because it's sunset. Yeah. So we literally take, we do three takes. Every silhouette you've seen is done in three takes. I play it all the way through. I record it and then I'll go in with Mo and post-production my videographer. Yeah. And whatever clip he's using, I'll send the audio from that clip and then we match it so I'm playing it the right way.
0: Ooh, this one hits so good.
1: See, it's just, I think in the description, I say like just about the music, nothing
0: else. What are you you processing? Like what kind of pedals or whatever are you doing with the guitar? You're
1: gonna be so mad. I literally, (laughs) I don't know. I opened up uh, because this day Dude, we hiked like a mile through sand dunes to get here. So we got there it's like two hours early.
0: With all this shit, too, all that, like...
1: dude, it was the worst thing in the world. There's a photo of me actually like almost passed out, oh laying God. laying down. It's one of the coolest photos ever. Uh, hold on, let me see if I can
0: find you're it. Like real quick. so tired, you just have to no, lay down.
1: dude, I literally like Mo was like, "We gotta go, we gotta go." I was like, I li- like I like I couldn't move my hands because i had been carrying like my sixty pound guitar
0: case Jesus. and everything. How many people were a part of this project? Um,
1: dude, I think it was it was me, my buddy Ken and Mo came. Where's? Oh, maybe he didn't. I don't know if I have maybe been on my own phone, but to answer your question, dude, I don't know what the record the recording was because we were late setting up. We were late getting there. Oh, key change. All step up. <laughs> oh, um, changes all the shit. But uh dude, I just hit I clicked guitar rig and then I just typed in solo in the search thing and hit the first one.
0: Oh yeah, guitar rig is the best. I
1: didn't touch any presets, I didn't touch, I didn't tweak any knobs, I didn't turn the volume up and down because we were late and they were like, do we have to go? <laughs> um yeah. and so I couldn't I I could not, even to this day, because I didn't save the project file. It just records the audio. <gasps> It's like, I don't know what it was. I just, I had, I had the backing track in there and then I had the piano and the guitar and then it records the piano and the guitar and I just export those audio clips out and then I send them to Mo and I don't even, I, I have no clue what the processing of the guitar was. It was something in guitar rig and it was something that was also untouched. I literally didn't edit it.
0: Yeah. Guitar rig is good with that. I like your logo a lot too. Dude. Thank you. But uh, that's the production
1: company. Uh, no, no. no. So that's that's my friend's company. That the, uh, so that number five will have the company. I'm just waiting for them to like say yes, because like I said, we sent it in, and I think that I mean I know they're gonna dude. It's great. This the, literally like the fifth one is cool. I'm gonna I'll give you a little first. You're the first person to hear this. I play the sax in the fifth one. What? Yeah, bro. Get out. I, so talented. I do, and I I wanted to wait until the fifth one. I wanted to wait till the last, the last one of season one, to like introduce the sax. So then season two will have sax, guitar, piano, also bass guitar as well.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, these vibes. I love those kind. This of one sense. I think is everyone's favorite. Huh. Yeah, this one is you're out on like this sort of like archaic pier thing. Like, I don't know, it's not like a pier necessarily, right? It's just no, like a, yeah. a kind of like a jetty thing. Yeah, I have, it looks like a jetty, but it also has like
1: a gate. So I don't know, it's weird. <laughs> Where is that? It's in, that's in Dockweiler Beach, right right south of Santa Monica in Venice. Do people go
0: there a lot? No. Dude, were you afraid that your equipment was gonna get wet? No, dude, not at all. Ooh. Uh it because it's like we, you got the coronas just on the keys. yeah
1: i know <laughs> we had stayed like i went there the day before and during high tide and it wasn't even cl- it was still like a foot left so i was like it's in the middle of the thing i'm not like for the shot I don't
0: know. but yeah See, this is the best. It reminds me of, like the Circle videos, like the C E R C L E Circle videos. Those are like destination is like, done yeah. things. Like this, Wait, these are also one. good. These should have like way more views, man. Like that's super high quality, and I love that shit, dude. That's like that's so fucking cool. That um, you said did Circle F K J ish yes. Yeah. So Circle, it's a good disclosure. Has one here.
1: Oh, would like play over like a waterfall, or yeah. like they're in like a hot air balloon.
0: Something
1: yes, like yeah. So that's what. Dude, me.
0: I love these. It's kind of what it reminds me of, but yeah, yours is like not DJing. Yeah, yeah. and what you do, it kind of reminds me of what I'm looking to do as well. Like when I was trying to describe the project that Desla and I are gonna start. yeah
1: You're doing is, that before we, before we start recording, right? Yeah,
0: it's like very like imagine F K J influence. Like I. I forgot to mention that as like kind of like a thing, like Mark Ribier, he's a little spastic in his yeah, music yeah. style, but like the idea of like the looping, like Reggie Watts or like Tosh Reggie Altana. Yeah. Tosh Altana is also crazy. Right.
1: She was here. Didn't she, she performed at the like two years, she was just in Charleston. wasn't
0: She, she probably was. I, I didn't really hear about it or remember that, but yeah. And things where it's going to be like, uh, having a live drummer like Deslin who I've been playing music with for over 15 years yeah. at least it's like we have such a chemistry and I I want to do the same like where I pick up my different instruments like I got a double guitar double guitar stand so I got my bass on one side the guitar on the other yeah. figuring out all the routing uh, so I got this mixer is to help facilitate correct processing like I was doing it ghetto before when I was like practicing like I got the um rc505 loop station just like the same one that mark Ribier uses and yep. everything it's like the top of the line one and then using that in conjunction with having like the keyboard setup with like presets kind of pre-chosen in ableton you mean like delays and reverbs and like or what do you mean with like like a like synth presets like synths that oh, i have okay. presets of okay. right? yeah, yeah, yeah. like so i so i can easily switch between sounds imagine having like Say, like, five instances of serum up, but each of them have a different sound, so you can switch between. It's like the workflow thing, How like being f- able to loop that really quick boom, in the loop, go into a different sound, maybe just solo with that one without any looping, boom, let that be that kind of pick up the guitar, push the song along in that kind of direction, yeah. and do it out like that. Like, Desmond and I have practiced this before, and it's like a very intricate setup, but I knew I wanted to get a mixer to help everything
1: dude my freaking computer sucks if i loaded five inches of serum uh i would uh and my computer would just explode it would <laughs> like there's no shot do you have what kind of computer do you
0: have or um, what year this one's like the 2019 macbook pro and i'd spent a lot of money on it like i'd save, what's the uh, memory this memory is like is it 32 or 64 pretty Sure, it's 64
1: there. You go, RAM that's five instances of serum. That's what five instances of serum will get you, yeah. Or that's what 64 gigs will
0: get you, yeah. 64 gigabytes. And then I wish I got a two terabyte hard drive because you can
1: always get i i hard drives or whatever because you can always get more hard drive, but you can't really
0: get more memory, you know. Yeah, no, exactly. Like the processing memory, like it's the processor's a 2.4 gigahertz, eight core Intel Core i9, um, which the The next generation of a laptop after this was, was even that much more superior, and I was kind of upset I didn't hold out for that because of the core, the i nine thing. They have like a whole new, um, like processing chip now that is just like, the, the ultra like the, the lowest the, latency. What is it? What is it called? I forget. Oh. I literally forget. Um, but, yeah. When I'm not, you, like, the smartest with all that technical dude, stuff.
1: When are you thinking about doing the... Or when when is it... What is, like, the timetable that like you would like to see for that, like, the live loop or, like, the performance aspect The project? Of yeah, yeah. We,
0: we are probably gonna... We need at least a few months of, like, solid practice Crawling air. And-, and then, yeah. Like, I imagine somewhere around six months in the future is when it would realistically start, like... Like we would be regularly gigging. Like I know that there's places that have their door open for us already um, and we just have to get ready and yeah, start doing the damn thing because I know it's like we, we can make it as simple or as hard on us as we want and I want to start out simple and easy like literally just chill music like where we could just paint the background ambience of a local bar Yeah, and just you know a lot of instrumental stuff we can both pedal around on vocals like deslin is a great singer and everything and you know we'll uh, we intend on incorporating vocal work and i i love like vocal things like washing out vocals with a bunch of reverb and like not even always saying anything but just doing melodies and things like that like the vocals you can be so creative with i love them
1: yeah i agree there's a that that was something that I um I don't want to say I got better at because I didn't really I think I got more comfortable at the idea of like experimenting with my own voice or vocals like I may not sing the record now but like I'll come with melodies or help write melodies or things like that like when we make or when I make music dude we'll like we'll crank out a record or something and then we'll just like I'll give the mic to whoever I'm having this with and I'll take a mic And then we'll just like, we'll literally just press record and we'll just sit for probably 30 minutes and just, just hum or I'll be like, oh, that's cool. And then I'll do an idea off that or they'll say like, oh, that's cool. And I didn't used to do that because I think I sound like John Mayer if he had throat leprosy. (laughs) I cannot say. But I'm getting more comfortable with like, just because I can't, just because my sonics don't sound good doesn't mean the melody isn't cool. No, right. Like the melody will still be sick, but you can just get someone who sounds better to sing it. You
0: know what I mean? Exactly. I've done that before. One of my recent tracks that I came out with called Soul Provider. It's like a deep house track. I came up with like the hook melody and lyrics and then pitched it to my homie in Myrtle Beach. And we went to a studio up there. Um, We both went up there to record because I was doing a show up there. for this past Halloween anyway. And while I was in there, I was like, yo, let's, let's record vocals. I wanted to do, step out of my comfort zone and work at another studio. So we went to another studio to do it and it was a good experience just sitting there watching another producer you know, drive and do all the work and you know, I'm over his shoulder nagging him left and right about all these things, like no automate reverb like this right here, boom, like blah blah blah. I'm sure he was a little annoyed, but like (laughs) I was definitely backseat driving, but it was good just to see him do his like I let him do his thing too. Don't get me wrong at all. Um but yeah, so that was that one. And yeah, like it's it's good to iterate ideas like that. Like it's healthy create creative work. Like, just because you think you can't sing or whatever doesn't mean you shouldn't try or like come up with melodies, lyrics. It's yeah. fun to do. I get I get into that sometimes. You know, like Deslin and I, we just made this track the other night. I think this is like the night before last, and he just on the fly did some random vocals and um, what was this? This one's Desi Double Crown. This thing's called God's Hands. Okay, so. It's just a little rough snippet. Like this is super. I'm recording this song really quick. Hold on. started out with a sample. Okay. Just... Is that a vocal? Can you put it to a vocal? Order? Wait, it's coming up right here. It's, it's... It does like right. Sam Gliatri, yeah. kind of. Like right there, he was just like, da, 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 da. like we just like spent five seconds throwing that down really quick, and then he said he came up with lyrics that night. But yeah, like that's a different track. That's like literally like five, four times signature. Oh god, dude, are drumming. you good at those? No, Deslin is. I guess he's a drummer though, right? Yeah, so okay, he was like, he's... this is how the beat should be. Boom, he acapellated on the mic, sat there, you know. Worked with, worked with drum programming around that. Like I made sure he did it with the click, so that it was it would be easy to yeah. sit there, like have the f- like two tracks, like one for like the drums, one for like the vocals, and be like, okay, this is how it's got to be because five four is very confusing. Like the drum beat that we have right there is like, there's a lot of no repetition parts about it. It's like drum and
1: bassy kind of. A
0: yeah, right. I mean it definitely is. Like that drum beat is. 'm so like technical
1: I feel like I'm I'm just so bad I could get better but like there's I, I make everything in four four Yeah, everything. I know and it's like so everyone easy. like one of my buddies has recently been like let's try let's try like seven eight or like nine five and I'm like dude <laughs> I am not that smart I need one two three four like I am a I I love it when other people do it because they know how to do it but I <laughs> do not have the mental capacity to handle that but anyway
0: dude no he was literally I drummers was like you, drummers I was are usually pretty to, good at that stuff I was like starting to get frustrated because it it's a hard jump it's hard this stuff, dude yeah I like, know I know yeah like I don't know he was very specific about like what he wanted it to be like and that's good though when it yeah because anyway, like if he if
1: no that's yeah like if y'all were just like guessing like it's not i feel like when you do that and you have to guess it's like not as fun because it's going to sound bad but like if he knows how to do it he'll be like no do it like this and it'll be good
0: yeah exactly so it's just mathy and all that stuff and it definitely put me out of my comfort zone and we were up late yeah and i was like oh god like we got to get this idea done now because i hate working like i like to get like the storyboarding process done 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 and then sparkle it up later. Are
1: you usually, are you usually a night owl person or do you like mornings?
0: I, I'm more night owl at this point in my life, but you know, becoming a morning person takes some time. Um, it's also hard when you DJ. Yeah. So I've been DJing less. So it's been, that hasn't been a a problem as much as it has been in the past where, you know, just staying up every night till, like, 6 a.m., sleeping until like, 3 p.m. Bro. Like, just every day, like, no problem. And then, yeah, it's not healthy.
1: (laughs) I got to get you. I got to get you on the 4 a.m. train, my friend.
0: What? Yes. Like, go to bed at 4 a.m.? No, no, no. (laughs) Like, waking up at, like, 4.15.
1: What time do you have to go to bed? I go to bed at, like, 10. That's six hours.
0: Okay. Yeah, going to bed at 10 is that's going to take that would take time for me
1: I so hear me out I in college I was dude I was so bad I would go to bed at like I would go to bed at like 8am and then I would wake up at like 4 in the afternoon and it was just like dude you're missing like, it's just not I don't think it's healthy in it any, is not it, it's not good for a plethora of reasons we can open on another podcast <laughs> right but like more or less it's just not good and I remember uh, you know you always catch hell from your parents about like sleeping in or they're like yeah don't stay too late and I, I, I think I actually, I watched it something about, uh, it was uh, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. He did something. He was like, yeah, I get up at 4 a.m. And then like literally the next day I heard Mark Wahlberg be like, yeah, I'm up at 3.45 every day. And I was like, all right, whatever. And then I heard, um, I, like the next day after that, I heard I was on social media and someone, I don't know. It wasn't like Tony Robbins, but it was like someone that was like. Maybe like Gary Vee or something. I don't think it was Gary Vee because I would have remembered Gary Vee, but it was like, hmm. it was because Gary. Anyway, it was something like that. And they were like, yeah, I'm up at five every day. And I was like, okay. And then what got me was, I don't know if Snoop Dogg actually said this, but someone put up a picture of Snoop Dogg and then a quote saying like, like real shit is when you can wake up at like 6 a.m. or 5 a.m. And I was like, all right, if all of these people are doing this and it's working very well for them, I'm just going to try it. It's a it, it, hey, full circle moment. It goes back to the YouTube thing, bro. Just curious and wanting to learn. When I like started doing learning music and I just YouTube stuff because I wanted to learn. Right. Same thing with getting up early. I was like, bro, I'm just curious. Like, what I'm doing right now isn't really working, <laughs> and there's room for improvement. So I did, dude. I I literally I went to Walmart and I bought a four dollar clock about this big. It has two bells on top and it goes. I
0: have that right there. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Are you joking? Oh,
1: check it out, dude. That's the exact. That's literally the exact same one that I have
0: that's the best it's ever, the best dude.
1: ever I was like, is he talking about the same one yes that's okay so it's literally <laughs> that exact one that dings that's amazing and I said it for I went to bed uh I tried to go to bed at 10 of course I do. I stayed I wasn't used to it so I stayed up till like one my alarm went off at four and I you know I first day I hit snooze I slept until eight and then the second day it went off at four a.m. and I hit snooze until eight but then here's the here's the trick I went to Walmart and I bought a light bulb that you can control from your phone. And what I did was I set it so that at 3.30, it would start to fade from zero to when my alarm went off, it would be fully on. So when my alarm went off, it, the room would be light. So I, it was like not dark and I, I, I set the alarm at the other side of my room. So I would get up and then go turn off my alarm on the other side of the room and the light would be on. So it was already, I was like kind of awake. And that is what got me started to wake up at four and let me just tell you this. It is game changing, my friend, because I can imagine, because, you know, uh-huh. as, as creative people, we like I'm the same way. Like I do. I used to stay up. I would to go to bed at like seven or six in the morning. Right. There's like a piece about being at night where like nothing's happening. Your yeah, phone's exactly. not going off. There's no cars going by. There's no notifications coming through. There's nothing really on TV. No one's calling you. There's no
0: distractions. And it's kind of in the morning too, then.
1: Well, but. That's, you get the same thing, but yeah. instead of staying up, you're awake during business hours. Instead yeah. of sleeping <laughs> through the stock market cl- till it closes, yeah. you're awake for that, but you still get the same creative like I see. section of time. You're just, yeah. instead of doing it at the end of your day, you're doing it at the beginning of your day.
0: That's good. Yeah. Anyway. I, it's, I like that. I like that a lot. So do you, are you still waking up at that time right you, now?
1: Uh, the goal is to do that. I The past month, I really haven't because- I've been like moving and then driving oh, yeah. flying across country and then going here for Christmas, going there, spending time with my girlfriend, spending time with my friends. Yeah. But this week I'm setting like literally, I'm probably eighty percent done with the studio at the house. You gotta come see it as well. Yeah. I don't have a car here. Wait, where where are you at again? I'm in I'm right by the Walmart in North Charleston. It's like right across the street from CSU.
0: Wait, then how did you get here if you don't have a car? I just took an Uber. Are you serious? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Damn, man, that's dedication. Yeah. Thank you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it was only like twenty bucks. It's like not a,
1: that's badass. Um, and but don't have a car, but you got to come see the spot. When I get the studio set up Monday morning or Sunday night, you're gonna see me cuddled up with a nice cup of tea at nine thirty. <laughs> I'm gonna be in bed at ten, and then my alarm's gonna go off at four a.m. Bro, and I'm, gonna I'm up. Dude, I love it because you can. Uh, the thing I like, uh, I'll get up at four. I'll always make. I make the same exact breakfast, dude. I, I'm one of those people too that like. I it's hard to like, this is, I'm not going to get into it, get into it, but I'm going to just say my two cents about it. Like, I know like Steve Jobs does it. Dr. Dre, like a lot of people do the thing where they wear like the same outfit every day. They eat the same food every day because your brain can only make, I'm going to pull a number out of my ass. It's not real. It can only make like a thousand decisions a day. Right. Right. That's not true. It's like way more than that. I just don't know what the number is. Yeah. And bro, if you're by 8am, I heard something like you've used up like half of those decisions and your brain power like, what, what shoes am I going to do? Do I put the socks on? Do I put my left sock on first? Uh, do I go to the bathroom now or after breakfast? Like, yeah. am I going to brush my teeth now? Or like, oh, uh, should I get a haircut? There's so many decisions your right. brain are doing. And the reason why in the morning I wake up the same day, I put I eat the exact same breakfast, I read the Bible, I journal, I pray and stretch and meditate. Then I, I do everything like the exact same yeah, in my morning that's good until, until about 11 a.m. because... Of that, like I want to make sure all of my brain power is like used effectively, and I found that doing that helps a ton with that, and that's like a I whole nother scientific like, couple. But it's thing. like
0: full like life philosophy. Yeah, like you, you don't want to fatigue your psychic energy because I, yeah, growing older, you realize these things. Like I'm like, hey, like, there's only so much I'm going to do today. Like yeah. the reality of my steps just becomes i become more aware of it so i'm like yeah i gotta everything from conserving energy Mm -hmm. physically and mentally and spiritually yeah and spiritually exactly because there's only yeah after using your brain for so long you just start to just kind of get foggy and i realize that there's good times to uh strike the iron while it's hot when it comes to creativity like at the end of a At the end of a day, a late night, it's not the best for me to produce music. Yeah, bro. I think producing music around this time of day, like in the afternoon, I like that. Same.
1: Yeah. That's when all of my, I almost never, I made it a point in LA, like, dude, I literally, I moved there for the first, probably like year of me being there. My routine, because it was also during COVID, everything was the exact same. I woke up at the same time. I I, I ate the same breakfast, practiced my instruments, went to the beach, laid in the water, came back at one o'clock, made music or went to sessions, came home, worked out and went to bed. I did that for a year. And it was, dude, it was literally like, I think it's, you always think it's cliche when you hear those things like, yeah, disappear for six months and really work on yourself. I think COVID gave me the chance and everyone, the chance to like do that. And I like got to see what that looks like. And that's, I think why I'm almost like addicted to it now. Yeah. Because like, I like, I guess, like, you know, you, my, your whole life, you don't necessarily think you can do certain things. And then you just try it and you're like, actually, I can do it. And then you're like able to accomplish all that or you're able to grow. You're able to grow more than you think you can and like accomplish more. And um, I feel that. Especially, dude. anyway, that's kind of a, a. We got off topic a little bit. But no, I
0: mean, that's the, what I'm trying to get into like lately. Yeah. It, dude, it, it's. I've I, I recognize the. Like you said
1: too, like you kind of gotta look at it realistically. We're like, hey, obviously we wanna sell out Red Rocks one day. That's not gonna happen tomorrow. (laughs) So like, and it's not gonna happen probably for the next six months. So like, what is like the most efficient and effective use of all of my all of my day tomorrow? And I'm a big advocate. I tell everyone this, like I play chess and not checkers. Like I try (laughs) to think about that's cool. I try to think seven moves ahead on like if I do if I decide to wake up at four, what are the seven or ten different things I can do that are going to benefit this decision that also set me up in other areas? And then from those, it's like compounding.
0: Yeah. And I agree.
1: Um, that I like took that. a while. That took a while for me to like trial and error, right? Like I didn't. I have not always been good at it. But I think now another reason why I'm super stoked for this year is because. I did, dude. Like, I've I've done the groundwork. I've laid, you know, I've, I've been a good steward of what the blessings I have. I've kind of set everything up in a good way. And I found, like, I understand myself, like, mentally, physically, spiritually, to a way now where, like, I feel like I've unlocked everything. And now mm-hmm. it's just, we get to, like, go and have fun. Uh, I don't know if that, that makes sense.
0: No, it does. It, it makes perfect sense to me. These are things that, you you realize in time and that help facilitate the progress with your music career and your life overall you know it's it's inextricably a part of what it takes you know if you have a shitty structure like you probably won't end up being as productive
1: not even close to a little bit bro you know what what i mean you got to set yourself up for success that's something my dad always taught me was like if you have to wake up at four get an alarm clock instead of yeah. across the room or like, yeah, exactly. Like do, do put, put that final, don't do 90% of the work and then get screwed because you didn't do 10% of the effort. Yeah. Like you, like you, like you, if you got if you know, something's going to be hard, set yourself up to succeed. If you know, you have something to do tomorrow or if you even know you have a job interview tomorrow, lay out your suit and tie the day before.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like Things it, like that. Like dude. it's
1: just, it's like 10%, 5% effort. That you're going to screw yourself over if you don't set yourself up. And so, yeah my dad always taught me that. And I'm like another big, it's a big reason why I get up at four. Why I like even like moved to LA. It was like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to set myself up for, uh, you know, the things that you want, that you define a success. And that's,
0: um,
1: thanks pop for that, for that little,
0: uh, two cents. (laughs) Thanks dad. Thanks dad. Yeah. Um, we should, we should wrap up with what you want to do in your near future. Like what is the next, year look like for you in your head musically yeah
1: yeah. um i'm I'm, like i like i kind of just said I'm, i'm stoked because i think i've successfully like done a lot of the groundwork and learned about myself what i need like my my needs as a person my needs as a musician um i'm super stoked to um be back here and develop a good routine of trying to release their sounds of silhouettes um but i try to do uh, one a month they're fun
0: man those are super fun and so it's gonna good Continue quality. doing that here in charleston yeah, yeah oh i fly
1: to do those like uh, uh we're probably like i'll probably do one in florida the if i can get the right sponsors i may be able to do cool ones in like new zealand or like wow. iceland
0: yeah that's amazing so
1: those are that's like a passion thing. That's fun. Like, so I'm super pumped about those. Dude, I'm just excited for the growth of myself as like a producer and a musician and like a person that makes songs. Like, I think I've, I'm excited for the music I've been making recently. I'm excited for that album I'm gonna release this summer. Um, I'm also stoked to just kind of keep trying to, you know, work my way into kind of more industry things with like making samples for people Trying to get nice. bigger placements, um, right, you know, those kind of things, but uh, silhouettes, I'm pumped for uh, the, the music and the style of the album I'm making, which is fun, I'm super pumped for that, and then I'm pumped to keep trying to work my way into the space of samples with for like you know, sending stuff to like get placements with like Justin Bieber, with like Drake, or like you know, larger artists. Um, I'm pumped for that. About, yeah, um, dude. But what about you? What are some, what are a couple of things you're pumped about for this year?
0: Or I don't know. You Do you ask that question to everyone? Or, oh, uh, I just like, wait, do, you format, an, do you answer the same question? Like, do you also, uh, no, people don't really ask me questions. Really? Um, sometimes, you know, but I like that. And I like to just disambiguate my podcast into like, we discuss the past. We discuss the present, and then we discuss the future. Yeah. So I always ask that question, Um, and I might end up talking a little bit about like what I want to do in the future too, as well, just as a part of that discussion. There's been so many podcasts, it kind of just like, it's impossible to remember like, you know, however many hours of stuff like I've released. But yeah, yeah, for me personally, I'm looking forward to producing more music and it being just better set up for online distribution like i'm getting online distribution all my stuff goes out everywhere technically but Um. i do want in some next level strategy on playlist placements jesus christ (laughs) (laughs) excited (laughs) yeah placements on playlists that will generate traction yeah yeah. and i want to create music videos i want to do this thing with deslin our side project that will probably just be like a project a main project eventually but yeah in between releasing a lot more music going ahead getting this online music production academy under my belt and basically that dude i want to have enough original material that i'm confident about to be doing like whole entire sets yeah where i'm not like as a dj playing other people's stuff as much yeah. like i want to play more of my stuff and it's sound like it's up to par yeah like industry standard absolutely so yeah you know like that simply put nice we're,
1: we're getting there man the pursuit of sound
0: we'll get there actually yeah and I, i'm i want to collab with you that'd be awesome absolutely i've got some stuff that i can show you that demonstrates that i do produce chiller stuff as well
1: <laughs> oh no dude i would even love to get on some of the crazy stuff bro it's just fun nice. to do anything
0: i'll end up showing you some stuff yeah here in a, in a little and um some stuff off off uh, off record <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um but let's just close up once again with we have Olson in the studio, O L S O N. Yeah. And you all got to check out his silhouette, sound silhouette series. It looks so good. And I look forward to seeing more of that. That stuff is like better than like what I see anybody else I know doing, basically. Yeah, thank
1: you, man. I appreciate that. I, yeah. I put, we put a lot of effort into it. So I'm glad that, I'm glad that you enjoyed it. I'm glad that it's getting, I'm glad that people like it. I don't really, the views are obviously nice, but just if people like it, that's like, I'm super stoked about that.
0: Yeah. I think the quality speaks a lot for itself yeah. and you've elevated yourself and I admire that of you and I, I have high hopes for you as well, man. I know you, you're you a capable person that will achieve what you want to achieve. Thank you, brother. Yeah. Thanks so it's sure. cool that you're back here in Charleston now, you know, the sky isn't the limit.
1: <laughs> yeah, we go further, bro.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, um, so Y'all definitely go and check it out. He's got some really great music and who knows, stay tuned for a potential collab. It's got to happen sooner than later, man. I know this. I can feel it in my bones. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you all for tuning in for thank the you for 20th episode. You're welcome, dude. Thanks for even coming and being here. Bro, absolutely. Thank you. you. Know? It's been a minute. It's been year, like two years since I saw you. This is. I know. It's been way too long. I you know. surprised me on New Year's. But, you know, this is just a thing that I enjoy doing because it's fun. I think the conversations that we have are can be of value to somebody else, yeah. like just overall. Um, and, yeah. All right. I'll see you all on the next episode. This concludes episode 20.